pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Wait, who goes next? You go next. And I'm Anne Scantlebury? Thanks. There we go. That's it. Because there are two of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Simon Byron this week. Where is he, Anne? I don't know. He sent a. He didn't actually send anything to HR this week. <laughs> but he, I think he gave an on-air apology last week saying, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be around next week. That has to be a disciplinary offence. I mean, it would be if HR was any good. Have you done his grade this, this year? Well, his appraisal is coming up. Is and let it? me tell you, he's in line for quite a telling off. Oh, dear. How's your week been, Anne? Uh, my week has been good. Yesterday, uh, I went to Hyper Japan. Oh, I saw you were at the O2, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Um, um, and it was hyper Japan. Exciting. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Saw a lot of things. Got a pic. Uh, uh, we walked past a stand, and I was just looking at something, and the man went, "Do you want a picture done with a Japanese rock band?" And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> so he ushered us to the front of the line, and as we were about to go and meet them, he said, "They've just come off stage." And I was like, really? Good. So I gave the woman my phone and me and mm-hmm. Matt stood there with them. And I tried to make a little bit of small talk. And I said, was it good on stage? And one of them went, thank you. I, <laughs> so I just did a little pose, had my photo taken. And so I, who was the band? No idea. No None idea. the wiser. Okay. Uh, but there was a bit uh, at the show that I will be talking about a little bit later, probably in the letters section. Fantastic. I think. I launched Kickstarter this week. Oh, yeah. Busy week. It was a busy week for you. Not only did you launch a Kickstarter. Launched it, 
Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Done. Done. Shut it down. That was it. Over in a week. Yeah, we've both been busy uh, this week. So it's going to be a difficult show unless we've thought ahead and thought to replace Simon. How likely is that, Steve? Turns out it is likely. At least we did it at the very last minute. Thank you very much, Tim, <laughs> for stepping into Simon's warm seat. A- an absolute pleasure. Um, it's nice to see where all the magic happens. Why don't you introduce <laughs> us? <laughs> introduce, don't introduce us. Introduce <laughs> I, yourself. I think you've introduced yourselves quite well we enough already. I don't that. think I could do a better job than that. And I think replacing Simon's going a bit too far. I think we're stepping well, in for one week. Let's, last minute. That, let's see fine, how it goes, Tim. Let's <laughs> not rule anything out at this point. Currently, HR is not best pleased with Mr. Byron, so you know. This is your opportunity. Who are you and where do you come from? Right, well, I, I help run a, despite its name, a little blog and network of podcasts uh, by the name of Big Red Barrel. I'm usually appearing on the UK podcast and uh, it's pretty much proof that you haven't listened to it that you've allowed me to come on the show. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much proof that you haven't listened to us that you've come on this show so we're even <laughs> and it turns out talking uh, talking of HR that we found out something about uh, Big Red Barrel earlier that you've been poaching from the One Life Left staff uh, we, we haven't been poaching we have successfully poached I think <laughs> poaching is ongoing perhaps that might be why Simon isn't here he's interviewing somewhere yeah you've uh, you've taken our intern on yeah your, your previous intern and uh, even while he was still interning for you maybe even shortly beforehand what? we were tapping him up <laughs> <laughs> that is outrageous. We need to get our talent on lockdown, Steve. Talking of talent, Tim isn't the only new voice on One Life Left this week. We actually have a proper guest no as well. Way. Not just a substitute, an actual guest. Hello, Christian. Hi. Christian, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I'm Christian Andrews. I'm one half of Albert Studios, and um, we have a exciting new game that I'm hoping to shamelessly plug as soon as possible. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're going to start the show like we always do uh, with the news. Feel free to chip in, otherwise it's just going to be us two. Anne, you ready? Let's go. on Monday the 13th of July. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Satoru Iwata, Nintendo's president, has died at the age of 55. He he underwent surgery last year, but has been active in making major steps forward with the company recently, heading up a move into mobile gaming. Mr Iwata was responsible for the hugely successful DS and Wii and was eager to make games fun and accessible for everyone. Well, this was super sad news, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on on literally (laughs) the saddest day in video game history. Uh, It broke last night. Um, I don't know how you guys found out, but for me it was my Twitter timeline just filling up with enormously sad people from across the video game world. Uh, Just unbelievable. It came out of nowhere as well, didn't it? Yeah. Well, he, he, like we just said, uh, had been sick, but this was a surprise. Uh, And... Just incredibly, incredibly sad. I don't think that anyone who's heard this news has been able to... I don't know. I think it's affected a lot of people. I guess I was saying this before the show, but one of the things that that struck me is just how... How no? I mean, of course you. Of course, it's a it's a time when everyone says positive things or tries to tries to find positive things to say. But everyone's been enormously effusive in the praise of the man. The difference that he has set he's made to people's lives is just immeasurable, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm sure I will talk a little bit more about this, like I said later. But uh, yesterday at 
Hyper Japan, there was a game section and it was sponsored by Nintendo and there were just uh, loads and loads of DSs and Wiis and Wii and everything everywhere. And just seeing the range of people having so much fun on all of those consoles and enjoying all of the games, like looking back now and thinking about how, you know, little tiny children on uh, what's the Mario Maker uh, design mm-hmm. uh, level design thing and you know and much older adults playing similar kinds of games and just having the best best time uh, is really heartwarming and in light of this news is you know quite upsetting everyone seemed to have a story about Iwata mm. uh, you know and these stories were were a little bit heartbreaking obviously given <laughs> the news but, but but uplifting at the same time and most of them were just about how he was uh, you know, happy to be part of the team yeah. and to work with the team. He wasn't the sort of exec who looks down and is running this company, but he's running the company as part of the company. One of the nicest stories I actually saw today was non-video game related. It was just, uh, a, and I, I can't remember exactly where it came from, otherwise I'd, I'd, I'd give it a mention, mm. but basically it was just an airline stewardess mm. who had helped him out when he lost his phone down the side of uh, the the chair mm-hmm. uh, and he he wrote to her afterwards and he thanked her he personally oh, emailed wow. her and she was just she said like several years later she's still absolutely blown away and, and amongst all the people she's met in airlines he he stood out and she she you know she knew nothing about video games it was just entirely as a person and as a business executive he stood out head and shoulders as a person above them kind of thing all you can ever say about about your life is that you are the effect you have on other people's lives mm. And I think that if the last 24 hours has taught us anything, it's that Iwata was, um, you know, a huge deal to many, many, many people. And, you know, he will live on. The BBC will give every child in the first year of secondary school a free tiny computer. The BBC Microbit is a pocket-sized codable computer that's been given out as part of the BBC's Make It Digital initiative. The computer will have 25 red LEDs, two programmable buttons, a motion detector, a built-in compass and Bluetooth connectivity to link it up to the internet or other devices. A million of these 4 by 5 centimetre devices will be in schools by October, meaning we can expect a slew of new games in the next couple of years that aren't all influenced by games of yore. BBC Micro is back. Yeah, <laughs> Micro. <laughs> who, who in this room had a BBC Micro? Anyone? Me? Yep. Tim? Show yep. of hands. Doesn't work on radio. I was spelling out, you know, <laughs> someone, you know, reading out those hands. We've learned, we've learned that, you know, radio is not a visual medium. No. That's why we stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, we didn't move, make the lucrative move to YouTube. Um, yes, yeah, so that's exciting. I, I got excited about, you know, I assume this means a Chucky Egg sequel's on the way. It has to be, be right? Uh, and it's it's good news for computer literacy in the UK? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I'm interested in this is how much is Raspberry Pi involved in this? Is it part of it, or is it well, a completely separate thing that just happens to be similar to it? So, uh, it's, not, it's not the same thing, but you can... Um, there is the ability to link them up together, mm. so you can use this computer as a... Um, uh, as a controller for something that you might have programmed into Raspberry Pi, right, or you can okay. connect you can connect them up together. So they're certainly mm. interlinked, and it's certainly it feels like it's something that they want to use to start kids off in, but to link them up to other things, um, right, just to okay. get them start, started really simply. Um, it just what operating system is it is it running? <laughs> That's a good question. BBC Steve. Basic. Yeah. One assumes. Uh, uh, well, what they. Um, they said that there's going to they're going to be launching a website which uh, 
uh, you should look on Google for the link to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which will be where uh, the kids will be able to test out their uh, coding and things that they've programmed before they import it into the computer. Um, okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. Mm. A member of hacker group Lizard Squad, who brought down the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live over Christmas last year, has avoided jail. That's despite being convicted of 50,700 computer-related charges. 17-year-old Julius Kivimaki was given a two-year suspended sentence. He claimed the attacks were a way of raising awareness about poor security. Rumour has it lizards across the world are fuming at how one so-called squad has given them such a bad name. I saw one guy was fuming. He was uh, the guy who was on one of these planes, right? Yeah, so uh, John Smedley. Mm -hmm. So he used to be at Sony Online Entertainment. He is now at uh, Daybreak Games. And he accused this guy of uh, personal attacks on him. He was heading out, I think, to um, GDC last year. And the plane that he was on uh, was diverted because of a bomb threat. And he has accused uh, this guy of being part of that threat and he's also accused uh, Lizard Squad of doxing him and doing various other things like that and uh, not long after he went on this rant his uh, games website was brought down. Right, okay. Mm. He said he was going to stop at nothing, didn't he? He was going to keep going after him through the courts. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. What do we think about this? We discussed this on our podcast last week and my takeaway was I don't want to annoy anyone that can do that kind of stuff. Well, I I have two thoughts about this. Firstly, shut up, you big babies, and go and do something that's a little bit more responsible. These are obviously very clever people. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, use your powers for good instead of for being very, very annoying. Like, Mm -hmm. it does. They say that they want to raise awareness about security, but they're. The The sad fact about that is, though, in a lot of cases, it will bring attention to that person and it could genuinely get them a job in a very high position in a company that could Just be Just interview like the rest on. of us. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have... If you look at the dude's CV and it says, you know, uh, 2013 to 2015, Lizard Squad. <laughs> That's going to raise some questions. That's a criminal record, not a CV, really. Jade Raymond has joined EA. The former Ubisoft Toronto boss and Assassin's Creed co-creator will be opening Motive, a new studio in Montreal, as well as overseeing Visceral Games. On the EA blog, she announced that the first project she'll be working on is a Star Wars adventure game, which has Amy Hennig as creative director. Speaking of Motive, she said, We will be building Motive in Montreal, and together we will shape and evolve the culture we want to to develop uh, incredible action experiences. Who's Amy Hennig? Uh, she was also on on the Uncharted team. Mm, right. Okay. Uh, okay. She headed up Uncharted Germany, I think. Okay, so that's quite some some yeah. uh, studio pedigree to start with, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? It is, and they're making a Star Wars adventure game. Yep. Uh, and who was talking about it? Uh, was it Nolan North that was talking about it previously? Uh, I think. They mentioned it, I think, last week or so, and someone was saying it's it's taking some leaves from the the, the game the that was cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. thirteen, thirteen. Yeah. Yes, but so this is a brand new game mm. that is, is not. That. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, that, yeah. but yeah. But it's so interesting that they brought on board the Uncharted person because mm. mm. obviously there was a huge nod to that in the previous trailer. So mm. Thirteen, thirteen. Interesting. Uh, Montreal. Ever been there, Anne? Never been there, uh, but obviously. Well, what she said was she's going to be working in close connection with uh, the Bioware team out there, right? And obviously, we're 
great friends of one of them. We're BFFs with Bioware. I just thought I fancy a trip to Montreal. I've, I've been, been yeah. to I've been to Edmonton, not to Montreal. Really? Uh, to Bioware, in fact. I went, okay. Went to go see Dragon Age Two. Okay. Um, why weren't we invited? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they invited me. I really didn't. I made that clear as they were inviting me. <laughs> okay. Fine. Uh, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can get. Our uh, mole at Big uh, Red Barrel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not mole. Shouldn't have said that to, uh, to find that out. And finally, sometimes you accidentally buy a game when you were meant to be buying a fridge. We've all been there, but luckily this problem has been solved with the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Juggernog Edition, which comes with a fully functioning mini fridge. Details appeared on retailer Mighty Apes website and listed the bundle as including a Juggernog-themed mini fridge, a coaster set, a map, a season pass, in-game content and some other stuff. All for just 290 New Zealand dollars. Cobb Ops 3 is due out on the 6th of November. What's it called? Juggernog. Juggernog. Why? We really couldn't decide whether that word was really offensive, inoffensive, or just stupid. And it does we, sound rude. We it ended does, up, or it sounds a little bit like eggnog, which you might keep in a fridge. Yes. Is that the point? I, I don't know. I, we, we, we tried to work out what Juggernog was. We were none the wiser by the end of the discussion. I, I suggest assume we you don't have to go down play the hole. game to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the thing that's in the zombie mode. Like, they have that that fridge that you get a bonus thing out of, I think. And it's a replica of that. Yeah. Okay. For some reason. I do want a fridge, but I don't want to play the game. But do you want a fridge that can only handle, I think it's 12 cans of Coke, basically? (laughs) What what is that in pina coladas? Ooh. Probably about what one point three pina coladas. That's not enough. I think the little uh, the cans that you're thinking of, like the uh, little Malibu and pineapple oh, cans, are longer than a can of Coke. So yeah. you, they they're like Red Bull yeah. size. They might yeah. not fit stacked kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. They haven't really thought about their audience here, have they? Which game could we get colada. to do a pina colada fridge? Pina colada fridge. <laughs> Dead Island, maybe. Mm, they'll do anything with that. Probably not enough boots no, for them. No. So um, there must there must be a game. Maybe Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. That's <laughs> wow, well, yeah, because there's nothing more there's nothing more beachy than a pina colada. <laughs> All right, get on to that, Anne. Thanks. <laughs> One life left video game news with Anne Scanfield. Listening to One Life Left 
Resonance 104.4 FM. Um, we were just talking about something not safe for work. Well, I mean, it was literally happening in my work, it so maybe was. it was. Are you allowed to talk about that now? Yeah, I can absolutely talk about it. Do you think it's safe for radio? I think it's fine. It's biology, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about headphones in the studio, and I said that today I was setting up a woman in studio who uh, wanted to wear some headphones while she was recording a Mills and Boone because she was about to record her first orgasm. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. As far as I'm aware, there is not a Mills and Boone video game. That license is up for grabs. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I would be wow. so into Gap that. In the could, uh, we could do Go that. You don't want adventure. to talk about a gap in anyone's market during a Mills and Boone. Hey, oh. <laughs> right, talking of gaps in markets, it's time for the One Life Left interview section. Okay, doke. Hello, Christian. Hi. How are you doing? I'm really good. Tell me what the name of your studio is again. We are called Studio Owl Bear. Owl Bear. Now, I was looking at your website earlier, and you, I, I really like the line about Owl Bear Studios. What is Owl Bear Studios? It's what happens when <laughs> when you merge an owl and a bear. Is that what it's like? Something like Something. that. I, I think the line we went for was uh, formed after a successful business merger sure. between an owl and a bear. Much funnier, much better. <laughs> it's much better than the real story, which was just, oh, God, we're launching something on Steam. Let's just think of a name. What, what are you launching on Steam? We are launching our first game, Barbara Ian. Barbara Ian. Which, again, is another appallingly chosen name. Um, bit of a knee-jerk pun there okay but we've gone with it and we've been working on it for about the last year um rightly or wrongly what is barbara ian barbara ian is a breakneck dungeon crawler where you have just one hit point and you're placed in a range of procedurally generated dungeons it's sort of your typical dungeoneering fair but it's just impossible and it's utterly (laughs) utterly frustrating so i think that's a pretty strong hook it's a dungeon crawler where you have one hit point right that already i don't know the game designer in me think that's clever i'm into it uh the title makes me think what less so is this a is this a are you a barbarian you're a barbarian princess right so what came first the title or the game weirdly enough i made a 10 second film which okay. I submitted to Comedy Central um, after they kind of invited filmmakers to mm-hmm. kind of produce material and I made this atrocious thing as a joke because they were kind of asking for work on spec so I thought oh, it would be really funny to just make an utterly stupid animation about this fic- fictional D&D character um, and sent it over to them it was, it was Barbara Ian and she just sort of moshed around and killed loads of loads of goblins and then all the goblins mums came along and, and cried because she'd killed all of their little babies and how did Comedy Central react? well I this was along with a whole slew of emails that I sent them because I thought it would be quite funny <laughs> to keep sending them every day these little 10 second animations they're all available on my Vimeo account for anyone who's interested enough okay. but, um, but so yeah I, I would just email them every day all full caps no punctuation <laughs> hi comedy central i made you new animations for your tv program that you're gonna let me make and i got no response for probably about two weeks okay. until i sent them yeah the 15th or so animation that i lovingly created and all it was was sort of an intern saying hi mate um yeah i've got all of your animations i'll pass them on to a producer i'll let you know um so that was kind of where it ended three years ago but then I met up with Sam Chester, who's mm-hmm. the the brains of our Albert organisation, and yeah, he obviously thought there was something in it that uh, that Comedy Central didn't. Is your background in video games? Not at all. No, I'm okay. a 
animator and a filmmaker. Do you right. even like video games? <laughs> you know what? I have a very, very shady relationship with them. I'm almost like the secret lemonade drinker of video gaming. I just sort of tinker around when my girlfriend's asleep and I'll go and kind of do an eight-hour binge on Mass Effect or whatever it is. And so then, so yeah. how did Sam persuade you that this is the right direction to go in? Weirdly enough, it was the other way around. Okay. I pestered and pestered and pestered him. He he showed an interest in in the the barbarian Barbara Ian film. So I can't even say the own title. <laughs> um, uh, he showed an interest in that. I also made a little film which was kind of like a send up of a let's play, um, and so that was kind of like a, a bit of a riff on kind of Frontier Elite, the original. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he, he really liked the stuff I was producing and then I had to kind of come back at him with this sort of idea for, oh, come on, let's, let's see if there's anything in this Barbara Ian idea. He'd since made this very lovely proof of concept, which was sort of like a, a melee game where you were sort of a samurai, although you're actually just a little cuboid and the cuboid went around killing other cuboids. And so it was this perfect kind of amalgamation of our two little concepts, his melee game and then this kind of bonkers, big, burly Barbara barbarian lady um so yeah that kind of happened (laughs) so can you uh sum up how the game plays in you know in a sort of uh, elevator pitch to me the elevator pitch for for barbarian i suppose is it's breakneck dungeoneering with only one hit point Mm -hmm. it's fast physical uh physics-based gameplay and it's just utter mayhem for probably about 30 seconds and then you die and restart very quickly (laughs) okay so uh, it's a roguelike it's a roguelike. It's kind of fun. roguelike like. Rogue, How many likes? People love doing that. Don't they? <laughs> okay, roguelike do. likes. People get angry if you call a roguelike if it doesn't conform to the specific guidelines of the by the you know the roguelike. Yeah. Board. If <laughs> to be honest, we're going to piss off. A, yeah. Just put like Did on that loads swear? of times. It was biology. It okay. was a description fine. of an action. So you're okay. I'm going to wee wee off lots of people with this game because you know it's it's extremely frustrating. It probably doesn't adhere to the the roguelike like genre as much as it should it's probably more of a, a flappy bird meets uh, meets roguelike the super hexagon of roguelike likes yeah likes. something like that <laughs> like 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 that how many likes for super hexagon <laughs> do you think I think basically an infinite number um, well there's infinite triangles so yeah you're good um, so when's it coming out it's coming out this Friday my goodness, what a place to launch it. <laughs> so this, you know, I assume we're one of your one of your many stops on your PR campaign towards release. Absolutely. Well, you know how indie we are. We um we've come fresh off of doing EGX without a proper booth, just with a big cardboard cosplay where I kind of marauded around bopping kids on the head with a foam hammer. So Amazing. When it comes to PR, yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> what's the, what's the feedback been like? Yeah, it's been amazingly varied. Um, Steam, <laughs> Steam is just the best place for getting box quotes. I love okay. the uh, community there because, you know, we, obviously we can't swear yeah. right now, but there have been a lot of bad swears about the game. I guess because it's kind of, it's really frustrating and it sort of mm-hmm. uh, bucks a, a, a bit of a trend in that it's not kind of a exhaustive RPG where you get to kind of you know craft your character and sure. get lots of hams and tongs and do all that sort of stuff it's just have you been mayhem. on early access or that's the like plan that? so we're okay, launching on early access sorry I should have said um, so yeah launching on Friday on early access there's still tons of things that we want to do with this little game and places that we want to take it and it just seemed like the perfect opportunity having gone through green light to kind of try and bring on board as many people as possible and kind of get them get them involved in the silly silliness what happens uh, after Barbara Ian? 
Have you got a line of pun-based video games? <laughs> for you? Like, well, you know, there was talk of doing Claire Eric, the cleric. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she might get saved for the multiplayer option. Um, Very good. So we'll have to see about that. But yeah, we've got tons of ideas. This is the, the thing that I'm learning about development, that you... The process takes so long, and in that time, you're having all of these ideas bubbling up. Mm. And the, I guess the trick is to write them down somewhere, well, because you're not going to get around to them for a little while. Very soon, as I understand it, in early access, you get lots of ideas from everybody else as well, <laughs> who are going to instruct yeah. you what your game should be. That's what we're really looking forward to, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find out more about Barbara Ian? You should definitely head over to www.barbaraian.com, um, and you can also find out a lot more about all of our other projects at um, studioalbert.com And do you have a Twitter, personal Twitter? I do have a Twitter handle. Do you want to read that out now? It is uh, at symbol Christian with a K, Andrews. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. The crisis in the Euro game zone is still ongoing, and it looks like Greece is going to have to make cuts. The bald, charismatic finance minister, Kratos from God of War, has reluctantly decided that austerity is the answer. Therefore, he will be drastically reducing the number of gods that the Greeks currently worship. However, the gods have not taken this lying down, and have said that they deserve their benefits, so Kratos will have to take them from their cold dead hands. Or hooves, in the case of the Minotaur. Unfortunately for the gods, Kratos hasn't been given much choice, so he's going to the heavens tooled up. It's not going to end well, but quick time events are never fun. Thanks and back to your usual programming. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Before that, uh, you heard our amazing news reporter, Sega Badawi, with local news. Uh, this is Motion Ride. It's a song called Utterless at the start of the show. I should have said apologies for that. It's a band called Buried for a Day and a song called Pathways. Uh, they're both from chipmusic.org, which is where we source all of our brilliant chiptune music. You should go that I saw today mm-hmm. was an article on... Let's say Vice didn't click through uh, that said chiptune music is back. Yay! 
Wait, when did it go away? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> we haven't noticed because we've just been persisting with it for nine years. It's come but it was all definitely way around. it was definitely cool when we started yeah. nine years ago. It was like there were lots of articles going, "Oh, kids are making music with this ancient technology, mm. the Game Boy." And I genuinely saw an article today linked on Facebook that said the Game Boy is back. All of these cool kids are making it again. So. We should surf that wave to popularity. <laughs> this could be our moment, or we could miss it again. Hey, maybe we could end up at, um, at an expo somewhere and someone could say, guys, do you want to have your picture done with the uh, chip tune band? <laughs> They've just come off stage. Yeah, it could be. Ah, oh, it's talking of that, talking of your Japanese experience, it's time for our letters section. Got a letter here from Robert Wells. Oh, hello, Robert. Weasel Spoon. Dear team and super special guest, this weekend I found myself at Hyper Japan out at the O2. What? The guys from Heart of Gaming were out and I found myself wishing that I had Taiko Drum Master to play at home. The oversized plastic drums are like a more focused Donkey Konga. Upstairs, Restron had got House of the Dead running on an old CRT because the guns don't work on new TVs. I played House of the Dead on the Wii and though it's fun, the response never matches the old guns. That's true. Mm. What with Guitar Hero and Rock Band about to fill up our living rooms with peripherals again, what is the lump of plastic you wish would come back? Jolly good, Robert. Any ideas? Um, uh, yeah, well, the one that I always go back to is one you introduced me to probably about ten years ago. Uh, it was the Samba de Amigo Maracas. You you were going to say that, because that's what I was going to say as well, which ruins my answer, doesn't it? Or maybe you, it just makes one super answer. You wrote a song about Samba de Amigo for Marioki, didn't did. you? What was it? Uh, what was it? What was it? It was... Just so you know... Macarena. Samba... Wait, some, is that the macarena? Some, yeah, some maracas. Da, da, Why don't you come and shake, shake your, your maracas? maracas. <laughs> ah, yeah, that was, that was yeah. it. Writes itself at that point, I mean, doesn't it? It didn't write itself. I mean, it didn't get transcribed either. No. Um, but you did write it, one so day. well done. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tim? What would you like to yeah, see? Yeah, well, the one thing I'd like to see is DJ Hero come back. Not really? because I played okay. the game before, but because when games were going out of stock of things and were you know, closing down stores, I picked up one of the turntables really cheap without a copy of the game so I'd like something to do with the turntable so I haven't done anything with it yet interesting <laughs> Anne has a story related to that do I? didn't you get given a copy of DJ Hero? didn't we win? yeah we did where? <laughs> when we won our award at the GMAs oh my goodness yeah and, and I... they split up the prizes between us because they didn't give us prizes for each of us they just gave us <laughs> one set of prizes Poor for all three of us GMAs. and we sort of so what Anne was like I'll have the DJ Hero set yeah and what I... happened to it? nothing no, just no, say that it just yeah I think nothing. I just gave I think I gave it away maybe maybe, maybe you ended mine. up buying it <laughs> maybe you never know anything you'd like to see return Christine? Oh, what am I allowed? Am I allowed my old Amiga 1200? Is that a lump of plastic? It's a massive lump of plastic with other stuff in there. It really is. Anne. Uh, Hey, guys, you don't get many forward BCCs anymore, even though your jingle clearly asks for them. I I enjoyed this work email, RE, a bug going around college. So you say that, RE. Yeah, RE. Religious education. Well, RE, RE. Regarding. With regards to... Yeah. Regarding. Regarding. Okay, Ari. Uh, 
Apparently, it is the Nora virus. I wonder if it is Batty or Jones. Jim. Uh, and then follows a forded BCC uh, where um, people talk about the Nora virus. So I think this is quite an interesting <laughs> thing. I, I think that we should now open BCCs for our letters prize. And there is a prize this month. You're going to award one of your oh, yeah. one of your Steam codes to our letter of the month. If you have anything you would like One Life Left to be BCC'd on, <laughs> prefer, preferably personal private correspondence. Yeah. If you're going to break up with someone, do, do. BCC us. <laughs> BCC us. Uh, team at onelifeleft.com. <laughs> okay, uh, you have a letter to read, don't you, Tim? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, dear team and SSG... Super special guest. They That's didn't know right. it was going to be a super special super guest special host as well. Yeah. PCC, Possibly, but SSG. But yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I hope you are very well. Today is the second to last of my internship. You know, the one I left you for. This made me think about all the wonderful times I had with you in the studio. Are you going to Gamescom this year? Might there be even a Marioki? Mm-hmm. And that's from Simon, as in your previous intern and now our now German correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Guys. actually attending Gamescom on our behalf this year. Well. That so is reporting on Gamescom, shameless. <laughs> Rubbing um, salt in the wounds but... there. The industrial <laughs> espionage that's going on here. And, and asking it. if you're going. Are you going to Gamescom at all this year? Or? Well, that is a good question. I actually got a set, I mean, mm. another email today privately, not to Ooh. team at One Life Left, but to Ooh. my One Life Left account. Dear Mr. Curran, please find attached your press ticket in PDF Ooh. format. What? Please print out the attached file as high-quality printout, and please observe the relevant notes. Oh. Uh, from Gamescom, so it looks like I will be representing One Life Left. I'm just opening the notes now, just to see if there's oh, anything, yeah. uh, anything interesting in there. Oh no, I forgot that's going to take ages. <laughs> Shall I read another letter whilst you were... Good idea, yeah. good idea. Hey guys and SSGs, I know I sent this last week, but you are overrun with correspondence. Uh, so they've sent it again. Hey dudes and SSGs, I really enjoy Championship Manager, but I am not at all interested in men's or women's football. Really, I'm not fussed about sport at all. Not even cricket. What other management games are there like Champ Man but not sporty. Uh, P.S. Is there an OLL GTA clan yet? That's from Edgar of Salipier Lamy. We don't have a clan yet. We really need a clan. And Simon must want to head one up. I suppose. I was about to say, I suppose we need a clan tag, but I guess that's all. Obviously. Like, uh, assuming someone else hasn't got it. I've opened the uh, I've opened the press ticket. They've actually sent me my Gamescom press ticket to print out. But there it is. It says, it says look, it says Steaker and One Life Left on there. It actually does. Wow, we're Just holding it up. So we're official. We will be there. We will be at Gamescom. To answer Simon's other question, will there be Marioki? Mmm. Only drunken official. We, well, we are we are currently in negotiations Ooh. with a potential sponsor to do a Marioki at Gamescom. Ooh. So that might happen. Do we have any more letters, Anne, or is that it? Um, that's it for official letters. I laugh every time the One Life Left Twitter account gets um, gets a request to uh, gets a suggestion to follow some people, uh-huh. and always, always, it's Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. We're never going to follow you guys. <laughs> Previously on Game Under. Well, that didn't go as expected. I got the job. Now I work for EA, I can uncover even more corruption and misandry from the inside. Day two of working for EA and I'm already terrified of being discovered. I've been sat in my cubicle typing all feminism and no violence makes Game Under a bored boy intertwined for four hours straight. So I got called into a meeting with the creative directors. 
this is it, I thought, they're going to fire me from being a man. But instead they asked my opinion. Should their next game be a stabby game, or a drivey game, or a shooty game, they asked. Thinking on my feet, I replied with, why not all three? And they were so impressed with my suggestion, they promoted me right away. I've got a team to manage now, and even less idea what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'll keep going in an effort to uncover some corruption. Until next time on Game Under. To the smooth sounds of One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This song is called Joe Schmo in Rio. I love it. <laughs> it's by Brink. Again, it's from uh, chipmusic.org. I feel like I should have a pina colada. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. can we crack open the pina colada? Yeah. Oh, I wish. Where's I our wish. cod fridge? Yeah, we still. I'd love to love to come up, uh, come up, persuade a games company to develop a, a fridge based. I think if anyone was going to do it, Ben Lawrence would do yeah. it. Ben Lawrence yeah. seems susceptible mm-hmm. to our suggestions. <laughs> or, to put it another way, the sort of maverick who would run with that kind of idea, which, you know, Simon isn't here. He, he's obviously one life less PR expert, yeah. ex-PR expert. But I'm sure he would back me up when I say I think that that's the PR idea of the year to, uh, you know, back a game up with a pina colada fridge <laughs> that you ship me full of pina coladas. It'll be award-winning, Steve. Maybe I could make it a backer award for a Kickstarter campaign. Whoa! Boom. You just linked into your own interview. (laughs) (laughs) That was a segue, wasn't it? Uh, Well done. Um... Steve, you've done a Kickstarter. Done a Kickstarter. You've done a Kickstarter. It's my second Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Second Kickstarter. Is it more stressful this time? Well, it was more stressful last time, wasn't it? Because of the circumstances. Mm. Because if you remember last time round, the Kickstarter I did with Holly for Cario Cards, that was a weird time because we came back from our summer break. Yeah. Maybe it was our winter break, I think. It was a break of some sort. <laughs> came back from a break. Came back, and I was like, oh, how's it, Simon? And he was like, oh, it's fine. Uh, you know, how was yours? Oh, I was a bit busy. So I was like, well, mine's been kind of busy. I've been preparing for a launch of a card game on Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? So that was kind of stressful, because me and Simon both had to kickstart at the same time. We both succeeded, and that was great. This was... Uh, video game kickstarter slightly different yeah also slightly less stressful um because i'd always worried about doing a video game kickstarter and one of the conditions 
I came up with for doing this Kickstarter with Chilled Mouse was there had to be a game already made there so people could already play the game and show that this wasn't just me going, I know, I'd like to make a video <laughs> game about Taylor Swift, so I'm going to do that. Can you give me some money for it? This had to be like a practical, actually existing thing, and so Steve, it is. Is it a game about Taylor Swift? It is not. <laughs> it is a game about blocks and music it's a music puzzle game uh, called Chime Sharp which is a sequel to a game I made in 2009 called Chime and so you know it's a pretty solid conservative proposition the game exists you can play it I think the demo is at game.chimegame.com it's certainly li- linked from the Kickstarter mm. which is at chimegame.com slash kickstarter I think um, and you can play it there so you know you can, pr- you can go there play it uh, prove uh, to yourself that I am not all talk. Well, no, you're not all talk. You've done pretty well so far. You've hit your goal. I have. What's your uh, stretch goal? We well, our original goal was yeah. for ten grand, which is to, uh, you know, pay the musicians and to buy us some time to um, try out some different mechanics for Chime because some things that I want to fix. The stretch goal is at fifteen grand for UGC, user generated content. That stands for. It's going to allow you. Yes, you. Me? Yes, you. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's going to allow you to put your music in the game. Your music. So the music that you have made, all of those brilliant tracks that you have produced, you'll be able to uh, slice up, put inside Chime, so you'll be able to play a version of Chime with your music in. And will you be able to uh, show Chime with your music in to other people, or is that just for you to keep to yourself? I mean, you can do what you want. I can't stop you. Obviously, Unless uh, you have the full rights to those songs that you have made, you won't be able to distribute them because that would be illegal because you'd be distributing other people's music. But you're free to put in general music. It doesn't have to be music you create yourself, does it? Or I mean, in the privacy of your own home, you can do whatever you want. Yes. I can't stop you. <laughs> uh, but if I catch you distributing someone else's music, I will be livid and furious. Yeah, the tools that we've put out there to do this, or that we will put out there, assuming we hit our stretch goals, will be kind of uh, like very basic and and uh, a little bit uh, ugly because they'll be the tools that we use to design the levels ourselves, I think. Mm. Uh but if we hit 15k, that's what we're going to do. And then hopefully we'll get a chance to do other stretch goals as fridges, well. Fridges. 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 Maybe, maybe you're the people that make the pina colada. <laughs> um, so, what, so what do you do if you hit 15 grand then? Where do you go from there? Uh, we go to 20 grand. Do you know what you're going to do for that? I, I've got an idea, but I'm not going to tell you right now. Is it a pina colada fridge? Fridge freezer. Oh. <laughs> it's the next level. Fridge Might freezer. Be, um, depends actually how quickly we hit the hit mm. the goal. Because if we hit the goal like relatively soon over the next sort of week and a half, then that means there's an enthusiasm for the next stretch goal. What I want to do is make the stretch goals actually attainable and, and practical. I don't just want to say, yeah, we're going to do this at 15k and 20k and 25k, because I haven't seen that there's definitely a hunger for that. But we do have some ideas. Well, I would say that... Uh, it's definitely worth backing this. If, oh, thanks. For, if thanks. No, just stop yeah. there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if for no other enough. reason than uh, your updates are quite funny. I haven't backed you yet because I don't get paid until tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously my boyfriend has. Uh, 
and he showed me one of your updates. It was very funny. Wait, well he's done. been he's been sharing updates. I know. Actually, they are public at this stage, <laughs> so it's okay. Public. You don't okay. even have to. You can just go and read them on the. Don't bother backing us. <laughs> just read the updates for free. Maybe I'll lock some of them away. I don't know. I've been really enjoying writing the updates because mm. it's it's kind of fun. Uh, you yeah, know. you've got your cats involved as well. I did send a picture of my cats out to our backers the other Basically, day. Basically, you're just you're wooing the internet there, really. Yeah, I've heard the internet likes cats generally. Oh, yeah. as a, as a thing. <laughs> that's that's that. I think that's one of actually like to be slightly more serious about this for a second. One of the nice things about Kickstarter is people appreciate a kind of level of honesty. And while I could go, yeah, oh my goodness, I've heard the. The internet loves cats, so come here, cat, pose for a picture with me. <laughs> that picture was actually born out of frustration because um, we got to uh, about, I think we were about, at £9,100 at about 1am. And uh, I was like, okay, go to bed now because we're going to hit the goal tomorrow. And then about five minutes before I went to bed, someone backed us for 750 quid, which shot us up all the way, slightly more actually, it shot us up to about 30 quid away from the goal. Wow. Which was great, and I was over. I was so delighted, and I still am so grateful to the person to doing this. But at the same time, I really did want to sleep, <laughs> and I couldn't because we were thirty quid away from hitting the goal. And it got to like two thirty a.m., and then my cat came and joined me, and he was like, "Come on, dude, you just go to bed." Like he, he was not interested in this, so I grabbed him and sat him up. So that picture of of my cat is not cynically produced. And actually, I think that you know. I've seen campaigns where it does feel like everything has been fed through, like three producing or oh, you should say this, you've got to say this, this will resonate really well with the backers. Actually, my last backing thing was just written basically about the number 656 or something, <laughs> the number of backers, and how that, you know, it was just nonsense. That's, so I'm enjoying that freedom to just tell backers whatever and uh, no one's stopping me. So that's, that's the good. most fully fledged out defence of a cat picture I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, we are going to have a little bit more music and then we'll be back with uh, the review section actually this song is really really short so we'll be back in about I think about 30 seconds something like that don't miss us too hard seconds or it might just be yeah, yeah just cut out didn't it Steve? just cut out didn't download properly anyway sounded beautiful <laughs> kind of like a, a, preview a preview of uh, <laughs> a preview of the sweden experience by laugh the fox who we've played on the show so what else before. do we do if, if we're not doing previews uh we are that's excellent <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's the reviews section and what have you been playing this week I have been playing um, Lifeline, which is a mobile game that links you up with a student astronaut who has crash-landed on a moon. What? Um, And you're communicating with... Okay, so firstly, the student astronaut is called Taylor... Uh, And is uh, not gender specific, Taylor. Um, Obviously, I assume it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, (laughs) right. Do they move swiftly? Yeah. Well, we assume this is a game that you know, like maybe it's actually real. Yeah. Well, yes. So. 
this game, uh, you play it over about four days. It tells you at the beginning it's gonna, it'll take about four days. Um, and Taylor uh, communicates with you, sends you messages over these four days to your phone, and they pop up like um, like text messages. Uh, and she tells you uh, what she's up to, what she's seeing, what she's scared of, asks your advice. You have to give her uh, directions to do things because she's she's a bit bemused by being stuck on this moon uh, in this very, very strange land. And a lot of odd things are happening. She asks you to do some research about some stuff, whether something is safe to do so you can look that up. Um, and yeah, so it's large. It's it's a text adventure and you interact with her for four days straight. She's coming straight into your phone. And if you get something wrong, you don't get any more messages. What? That's a bit harsh. So I I was playing this game and I got right to the very end and made a decision on her behalf and she died. And I was genuinely very very upset I had uh, I'd gone out at lunch because I didn't want to be in work I went and sat by the canal and I was playing it playing it playing it and then I had to go back into work and I was just finishing playing it whilst I was in work and I was going yeah do this do this do this and then just got um, some uh, like scientific medical jargon came up about how I had made the wrong decision so I got to know her over these four days got her so close to the end and then that was it. Cut off. No more messages. It's heartbreaking. It's really, really upsetting. Wow. That plays into psychology as well because I think if you if you don't get a respond to a message, yeah. it actually causes you yeah. like the same thing as like physical harm or anguish. Because it was uh, it was uh, I don't even really know what it was. Scientific medical jargon or whatever. I didn't entirely understand, but I had to assume mm. because I was getting nothing else back and. And there were no, so there were no more messages coming through, and and I was like, that I know what that means, but I couldn't. Not surely, I was so close. <laughs> Maybe she's fine. Maybe she's just gone back to college to finish a medical degree, and she just accidentally yeah. sent you some of her notes. Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Could Ma- be it. Maybe. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I found this an incredibly affecting game, and it was because I think it was because it's a mobile game, and it's it's playing into the, you know, you receive messages every day from uh, your loved ones, from uh, friends, family, um, and this was just this just became another one of them. I was playing this whilst I was out at the beach with my niece. I was playing this when I was uh, hanging out at home with my boyfriend. I was playing it in all of these different places. It became part of my life for these four days, and then it was gone. Uh, and yeah. I just think it's an incredible game, and I would give it, I reckon, 7 out of 10. Where can people get that? Uh, It was on the iOS store. I think, oh, I don't know if it's on Android. I didn't check. Um, But, yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. how much is it? Do you know, like... (laughs) Money's no object to use. Whatever. Some some quids, I don't know. (laughs) How can you place a value on a life? Exactly, right? Absolutely monstrous. Tim, what have you been playing? Well, I I said, you can have a choice. I could go Batman, which I've played almost exhaustively now, or Rocket League, which I've just kind of delved into. Let's do Rocket League. Let's do Rocket League. That's a bit more fresh. But it's just come out on... um, PlayStation, uh, I said PlayStation Network then, but that's wrong. Um, but yeah, it's just come down for PlayStation Plus members, um, and so it's free to pick up. It's essentially uh, up to four and four, um, kind of uh, playing football with cars, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, it, it kind of speaks to me in some regard, but I was playing it with a friend on the weekend who has absolutely no care or love for football and really enjoyed playing the game with this sort of thing. Also, split screen on the same couch, which I kind of appreciate for a game because not every game does that these days. And it's is it split nice screen versus or split screen co-op? Well, you can do either, which is okay. nice as well. So we were just doing split screen all on the same team uh, and you can limit the amount of players on the team so there's only three of us, so we're playing three on three. And that's really good, fun, very simple and effective game, basically. So is this a, a new game? Because I swear... I downloaded it for uh, PSN as well, my bundle mm. of free games. Sorry, Louis P. <laughs> as you do. Free games uh, this month, downloaded them, and I gave it a crack. And I, I swear I recognise this from PS3 it, or something. Yeah, on PS3 it was it had a slightly different name. It was called Rocket Powered uh, Battle Cars. Right. Which okay. I think might have been on PlayStation Plus before, possibly yeah, as well, possibly. Um, but it was around under a slightly different name. And I'm not sure okay. how significantly different this one is to that one. But it's just a really simple pick up and play, have fun with your mates kind of game. Is basically. there any single player component? Uh, there is a tutorial to it, and there is some stuff that you can learn. But I think it's one of those games where you're only really going to get the full value out of it in, in a multiplayer. <laughs> the value's free. I think. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay, and uh, you enjoyed it? Yep, I enjoyed it. Score. A definite strong 7 out of 10. Okay, good. Oh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Interesting, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been playing... As I said before, I'm I'm a pretty appalling gamer in that I just kind of like snatch a little moment here and there. So mobile games are fairly big for me and my partner. We kind of dip into those quite often. Um, and I've been playing a friend's game, actually. It's by Cowboy Games, and it's a little game called Ready Steady Play. Uh, it's the sequel to their first game, Ready Steady Bang, which was just such a beautifully simple little um, little iPhone, iPad game where whereby you've got these two opposing cowboys about to have a duel and basically you're just tapping the screen as fast as you can against your opponent um, and what's so great about this is just that the animations are just so lovingly lovingly mm. poured over and likewise with the sequel Ready Steady Play they've got kind of they're building like a suite of games so you've got kind of like a whack-a-mole type game a game where you're shooting a coin out of the sky as a you know it all fits into this kind of western sort of genre um, and just also kind of lovingly put together very simply designed and it's it just totally fits in with my kind of way of playing games where you can just delve yeah. in and yeah fantastic it sounds sounds simple very simple sounds strong simple strong and effective that's kind of the way i like my games hence it sounds sounds broad it sounds accessible it sounds exactly sounds i don't know i wouldn't want to guess what score you're going to get it. Oh yeah, I forgot we had to do this. Oh, let me go for a whopping great 7 out of 10. Seems, Seems fair enough. Good. What have you been playing, Stevie? That is an excellent question. I have been playing a game. Uh, I've been playing Alpha Bear. Uh, I've seen loads of people talking about this. Who has been playing Alpha Bear in this room? Raise your hand. That's zero people. Yeah. No people had that. Well, it should well, have been you me. you should have raised your hand. Yeah, I should have been, but I was writing at the time. Yeah. I was writing alphabet to remind me <laughs> what I'm talking about. But I've stopped doing that now. Good. I've written Al. So if I get confused, start talking about some dude called Al. Uh, alphabet is the latest game from Spry Fox. Do you know who Spry Fox are? Uh, yeah, we definitely had um, what's his what's his face, <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Daniel Cook Daniel Cook yes. Spry Fox only the greatest video game developers in the world possibly sometimes um, Dan Cook made a game called uh, Spry Fox made a game called Road Not Taken in 2014 unquestionably my favourite game of that year before that they made a game called Triple Town a free to play game that um, everyone says is like the, the, uh, the sort of 
standout free-to-play game seemed to make people who hate free-to-play games happy actually perfected those mechanics. This is their new work. It's called Alphabet. It is a word game. Little bits uh, like all of those word games. You have to spell words from tiles. Those tiles surround bears as you um, select those tiles. The tiles disappear and bears grow in size. The bigger the bears, the better the points. Uh, you get to select bears at the start of the game from bears you have unlocked. Those bears give you time bonuses and score bonuses. But the bears time out. You can only use them once every four minutes or four hours or sometimes even once a day. So you have to choose your bears wisely and wait for them to reboot. Of course, what you can do is pay for the bears to refresh themselves, for them to wake up. You also have a timer. Shall I just start the the, the, the review theme again? Because I'm going to go on a bit. Oh, we've only got a minute. Um... Yeah, you can pay for the uh, bears to revive themselves. You can also you also have a timer set to how often you can play the game. Mm. Uh, there's honey that stops you using that. So you can't play the game uh, as often as you want unless you buy more honey. So it's got that free-to-play energy mechanic. Now, the difference is, uh, the thing that makes it palatable to me is you can pay for infinite honey. You can pay four quid, and then you never have to buy any more honey ever again. It means you can play the game as much as you want it does still have some free to play mechanics in there even after you've done that Uh, so you still have to pay to wake the bears up but that's not necessary it's also got an animal crossing style you can only play this much pay this uh, play this much per day there's a couple of levels unlocked every day so it already meters stuff out that's unavoidable all of these energy mechanics and time mechanics are so 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 carefully done and it can make you cynical and it can make you hate the game but the game is so charming and so beautifully designed and it is free and it's funny and it's got some brilliant um, you know meme style sharing mechanics as well I love it and I love Dan Cook and I would love to see what he could do what he would do if he, he tried his hand at a game that wasn't free to play but I've already seen that. It's Road Not Taken. It's the best game of 2014, and no one bought it. So I can understand why he's come back to this, and it's great. Uh, 7 out of 10. That's it. That's the end of the review section. It's basically the end of the show. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Where can people find out more about Barbara Ian? Please head over to barbaraian.com. Barbara Ian. First name Barbara, second name Ian. Worst okay. Ever. Uh, <laughs> Big Red Barrel? Big Red Barrel is bigredbarrel.com, and you can also find our family of... Uh, a podcast on iTunes as well, basically. Amazing. Thanks, guys. We will see you all next week. I won't. I'm in Finland. What? But you'll be here. I'll be here. Bye. See you. Bye. bye. <laughs>